welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, thanks for coming in, folks, and welcome. Uh, ratings were the highest they've been the past week, and I appreciate and love you all for listening, liking, sharing, subscribing, and the like. So thank you for that. Uh, I feel like my my last two episodes could have uh, maybe irked certain people, you know, kind of edgy topics we talked about. Um, but uh, hey. You know, I uh, glad you're coming back or you're tuning in for the first time or whatever it may be. Uh, this one shouldn't be too controversial for you. Um, this is going to be a uh, fun one with uh, Vincent Field. I'll talk about him more in a second. <clears throat> uh, I do want to make a plea that anyone listening to this, you know, down in the show notes, there's a link to my YouTube page. Pop on there and hit subscribe. Um I'm starting to experiment with some, uh, I'm, I'm trying to film a, a much more elaborate Drunk Jeff Eats that hopefully will be out on Monday, uh, Monday, the day this episode drops. Um, also, I'm debating, and I'd love feedback on this, so I recorded, and I may put this on YouTube Sunday morning, I recorded my son and I making picks mainly because I want a record to prove that he is as good as he is. Of course, this will probably be his down year. Um, I didn't release it. We did both pick the Bills to beat the Rams. I'm recording this Friday, so I don't know how we did on Sunday's games. Um, fuck the Falcons either way, though. You know what I mean? Um, so there's that. Oh, I also want to say this. I... Um, I'm still filming the movie, and uh, it shouldn't affect week one, uh, but um, it's uh, a plea until I'm done shooting the movie to any friends or family members listening. Do not communicate with me about the Saints game unless you know for a fact I'm watching it live, because if not, I will demand a moratorium on NFL discussion on set, and uh, I will be watching it like it's live at a later time and date. I don't like to do that, but, you know. The, the life of a movie star. <laughs> I kid. Um, let's see. What else do I got? I, I plugged last week. I was on the Clockwork Junkie podcast. I think he said that had over 20,000 views on YouTube. So hopefully a few of you maybe migrated over here from that. So welcome aboard. Mark's a great dude. And if you haven't checked that interview out, I, you know, I may be biased, but I found it entertaining. Um, at least doing it. So <laughs> hopefully it's entertaining to listen to as well. All right, Vincent Field. Let me tell you a little bit about him. And I probably don't need to tell you too much what we talk about because I think I'm going to give it away. Uh, Vince is a best-selling author with 20 plus years experience with the paranormal, spiritual, and metaphysical realms. Uh, born and raised in Atlantic City, New Jersey, he began practicing astral projection and lucid dreaming at the age of 14, which opened him up to all kinds of paranormal activity and encounters. Uh, after 20 years of regular, regularly having out-of-body experiences and exploring other dimensions of reality, encountering shadow beings, aliens, ghosts, spiritual entities, and gaining incredible insights into the nature of reality beyond the physical world, he wrote and published a book detailing some of his most profound and frightening experiences, as well as teaching methods. You can also see those on his uh, social media pages. Uh, this book was a best-selling new release on Amazon in three different countries titled Astral Projection and Lucid Dreaming, Spiritual Revelations, and Out-of-Body Experiences in Higher Dimensions. That was a mouthful. Um but I think you can probably take a pretty accurate guess of what we may have talked about, astral projection. Uh, and if you stay tuned afterwards in the uh, postscript here, uh, after the interview, I'm going to talk about, uh, I actually just today, I, I made it a point uh, between prepping for uh, the movie and recording this after I dropped the kids off at school, I made it a point to carve out some time to try to take a uh, very sober nap and try to uh, see what I could do. So I'll tell you about that 
on the uh, on the flip side, my experience while it's fresh in my mind. Uh, before we get to Vince, though, got to tell you about Ibotta. Ibotta is the cashback shopping app that makes every purchase rewarding. When shoppers start with Ibotta, they can earn cash back on hundreds of brands and retailers, both in store and online. Earn cash back from pretty much any store you shop at, Walmart, Target, Publix, Kroger, ABC Liquor, name it. It's probably on there. Um, check it out. And just, again, you earn money, cash back on things you're already buying. Click the link in the show notes below so they know I sent you. And I believe you get a free dollar, or I think you get $5 when you submit your first receipt. I should read the contract better. But, um, hey. Let them know I sent you and start earning some cash back on your grocery shopping, especially with this out-of-control inflation. You know, a good way to cope with out-of-control inflation is getting drunk. (laughs) They did not tell me to say that. Uh, But check out Flaviar. This is the club you'll be telling all your friends about. Taste exciting craft and premium spirits. Access exclusive drinks and learn the ways of a true whiskey aficionado. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself with personal home bar from the best of bourbon, scotch, rum, gin, or tequila, and heaps of stories to tell or forget. Uh, Click the link below in the show notes if you want to sign up for a Flaviar subscription or order something there uh, so they know I sent you and you get a discount for being a listener of the Jeff McAlino podcast. All right. Let's dive into the paranormal. Let's astral project ourselves into a higher dimension with Vince Field and me. All right, everybody. I'm very pleased to welcome Vince Field to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you today, Vince? I'm doing great. Thanks. How about you? Uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this will segue nicely into the conversation. I had an an oddly, uh, high amount of sleep last night. So I kind of feel weird. Like I'm don't know if I'm in a fog, but I usually sleep, sleep three to four hours a night and, uh, I'm, I'm acting in a movie and I, I get home from that and I'm just exhausted. So I took a two hour nap and then I was up for a few hours and slept for six hours. So that eight hours of sleep in a day is like, whoa. <laughs> You're probably feeling like a normal human being right now. Maybe this is what normal humans feel like. <laughs> You're just not used to it. No, I am certainly not. I am I am used to the three or four hours. And uh, uh, yeah, it's probably not a good thing. But <laughs> the, uh, the sleeping uh, stuff uh, segues nicely into your area of expertise. Uh, and this is something that's been mentioned a couple times previously on the podcast, but never really with someone who I would say is an expert in it, just someone who knows a, a little bit about it. Um, and you have a book and right in the title is astral projection and lucid dreaming. Uh, so those are two topics that are ones that I've been kind of looking for someone like you. (laughs) So I could ask questions because it's, uh, it's hard to figure out what's for someone who doesn't know, it's hard to figure out what's what, you know, because obviously there's just normal human dreaming also, um, so I guess maybe the easiest place to start is when did you, you were 14, I think I read, when you kind of started getting into this world. Is that right? Yeah, I was 14 years old. How did it, uh, how did it happen for you? Uh, well, I was just browsing the internet and I came across a website about out-of-body experiences. And that was my first time, um, you know, learning about, uh, this concept. I had never heard of it before and I thought it was so interesting um, and I wanted to do it. And I found a technique, um, you know, that was supposed to induce out-of-body experiences. And, you know, I gave it a, give it a try pretty much every night um, for almost a week. In less than a week, I was, I was able to do it. I had my first out-of-body experience and, um, and I just, continued practicing and you know my practice um with astral projection and and lucid dreaming you know evolved from there over the 
the past 22 years that I've been doing it. Wow. So, I mean, once you got the technique down, though, it's, I mean, obviously you've gotten better with practice, but I mean, within a week. So, I mean, it's not a, not necessarily a long-term thing to uh, figure out how to get started with it, it sounds like. Uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, it, it depends. There are a lot of factors involved. You know, some people try for years and they're still not able to do it. You know, there are different techniques um, and there are other um, aspects to to consider, such as, you know, your, your beliefs going into it, you know, your attitude or confidence, um, how much, you know, time and dedication you put into it. So it's not just the technique. <clears throat> and like I said, there, there are many different techniques and some work better than others. And, you know, some, some people may have more of a, a natural inclination towards these type of experiences uh, in a general sense. So yeah, you know, um, it's not like everyone can do it in a week. Some people could probably do it on the, the first or second try. Some people it might take months or even years. So briefly, what is the difference between astral projection and lucid dreaming? I think I have an idea, but <laughs> I'd rather not assume. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, there are many similarities and there are differences as well. Um, so um, talking about the differences... We can start with how the experiences are induced. So typically astral projection is induced from a waking state. So you're awake, you lay down in bed, you do a meditation, and then you project from your body directly. So there's no breaking consciousness, you don't fall asleep. You know, whereas typically with a lucid dream, you fall asleep, you lose consciousness, and uh, you gain lucidity in a dream and then you become aware of you know the experience from there so you have that break in consciousness so it's not a, a direct uh induction so you know and there are different types of uh, lucid dreams you can have a lucid dream directly from the waking state it's uh, commonly called a wake induced lucid dream um, but it's essentially the same experience just uh from, um, you know, from a waking state, similar to an astral projection. And uh, the main difference is um, your experience and, and the environment, um, your level of um, control over the experience. Uh, typically, astral projection takes place in uh, the astral dimensions, which uh, it, it's basically just a name for uh, dimensions of reality that are... Uh, beyond the physical world, beyond the physical dimension. Essentially, reality exists in an entire spectrum of different dimensions. And so like right now, we are, we're locked into the physical dimension, this one particular dimension. Um, but beyond this, there's a, you know, uh, there's layer upon layer of different dimensions. And so during an astral projection, uh, you enter these higher dimensions. And, you know, it's similar to how there are different um, frequencies uh, of light. And so we only perceive like a limited range of those frequencies. And there are others like infrared and x-ray, microwave, and they exist, but like we can't see them. And so it's the same way. Uh, there are these higher dimensions that exist at higher frequencies, just like these other frequencies of light. We can't perceive, um, you know, we have tools to perceive them. So uh, during astral projection, your consciousness um, enters and experiences directly uh, these other dimensions of reality that we cannot perceive while we're grounded in the physical body. Um, and so these are more uh, consensus levels of reality in the sense that they exist, they're out there, just like this physical world exists. Um, and, you know, their existence is not created by or really influenced by uh, your own mind, your own perceptions. And whereas with lucid dreams, the, uh, the reality, the environment, the experience that you have um, is generated by your subconscious mind, just like a normal dream. 
is, you know, typically a, a creation of the subconscious mind. And so, you know, with the lucid dream, you gain awareness and lucidity within the subconsciously created uh, reality. And um, so you become lucid uh, in, in this uh, reality. And um, it's similar to an astral projection in the sense that you, um, you operate in a, in a level of mind where everything you do um, it is dictated and controlled by your mind. So let's say you want to go to this place. Well, you, you essentially just think it and you, and you go there. Like everything is pretty much flying, right? You don't walk. There's no gravity in these other dimensions. And um, there's a difference in the uh, degree of control that you can have and um, the degree that your, your own mind can influence the experience. So typically during a lucid dream, um, you can gain a really high level of control over these experiences because um, they're, they're generated from the subconscious mind. And so your mind is, is basically linked with this uh, power of creation that is uh, you know, giving rise to the experience and the environment. And, and so you can manifest things very easily during a lucid dream. You know, you want to think of a person, they'll show up. You want to think of having an experience, you know, you can do that very easily. And that's not so much the case with astral projection because um, these are real levels of reality. So you can't just think something and, and change reality. You know, now, there is a degree of control you have during these experiences. So similar to a lucid dream, you're out in the astral dimension and uh, you want to go somewhere, you, you see someone, you see a, a place, you know, you think it and you go there. Um, and you can uh, control and influence the experience you have through your intention, but it, uh, it's not as easy and it doesn't work um, like as quickly or as directly as during a lucid dream. Uh, so, um, you know, there, there's another difference in terms of the experience itself, because, you know, during a dream and a lucid dream, there's typically um, a scenario playing out, you know, in, in a dream, um, you're basically involved in some kind of situation that's taking place. And, you know, you don't realize you're dreaming, but you're going along with the flow and whatever's happening, you know, you're in that situation. And typically, when you become lucid in the dream, it becomes a lucid dream. But that scenario it is still playing out, you know, some kind of a situation created by the subconscious mind. And, um, and this isn't the case with the astral projection, right? You're just out there. There's no, like, storyline behind the experience. You're just free to explore and, and, you know, do what you want. And so typically with a lucid dream, there's still this storyline taking place. So you can be lucid. And there's still some situation being played out. And uh, what's interesting is that if you raise your consciousness to a high enough level, you can go beyond this storyline and essentially um, enter um, the astral dimension or, you know, break out of this subconsciously created uh, environment into uh, a real consensus level of non-physical reality. Wow. So, and that's how, so you can break out of a lucid dream into astral projection. Is that basically what? Yes, so, exactly. So, and then the other dimensions, I, and I, I blame Marvel for this, but is that basically what a lot of people would call like a multiverse type situation where there's other realities out there that we can travel to? Is that, I know maybe not Marvel's version of it, but is that in essence, what, what people, casual people calling the multiverse would, would mean, you think, or? Um, well, the multiverse, according to Marvel, <laughs> seems to be more of a, a multiverse of, of parallel physical dimensions, right? So like there's a, another uh, version of this physical world where we're doing something a little differently. Things are a little different. And, and that is different from what we're talking about here because, um, you know, essentially we have this one physical dimension, which you can consider like the base level of reality. And then 
um, you know, layer upon layer above that are these non-physical dimensions, you know, so these aren't physical realities. These are more like spiritual realities. And, um, and so, yeah, it is different, you, you know, like the afterlife, you know, we have the concepts of heaven and hell purgatory or whatever, but, you know, essentially um, these are um, non-physical levels of reality that we go after we die. And so, um, yeah, these, these are more of spiritual realities that you access during these experiences. Gotcha. Now, when you're in those other dimensions, uh, do you ever, do you see yourself in a physical form? I don't know if that makes sense. Do you, how do you see, uh, <laughs> you know, in a dream, a lot of times people say you actually see your character, you see your own body. You're not actually, you know, seeing through your eyes, you're seeing through, you're seeing like a movie's being shot of you. Um, okay. and that, uh, you know, uh, that's not always the case with me. That's why some of my dreams are hyper-realistic because I actually am seeing things through my own eyes. Uh, so a lot of people have told me I see myself when I'm dreaming, um, which, you know, I, I think that would obviously make it a little less intense <laughs> on you. But when you're do in the astral projection realm, do you see like out of your eyes or how, how is, I don't know, it's probably a hard thing to explain. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. Um, you have uh, a first person perspective, just like here in this the physical body. Um, you know, I mean, you don't perceive with, with eyes, right? It's more of a direct perception, um, you know, just directly uh, through your consciousness. Um, but, you know, uh, most of the time you will have a type of body and uh, it's commonly called an energy body or the astral body or the spirit body, right? And essentially um, integrated within the physical body, uh, we have layers of, um, of energy bodies or spirit bodies. And what happens during astral projection is that uh, our consciousness, which is, you know, currently attuned to the physical dimension, well, it, it shifts or transfers into um, more finely tuned or higher resonating um, levels of reality. And, and we, we have, um, we have bodies, we have these energy bodies, which correspond with these different levels of, of higher um, dimensions of reality. And so con your consciousness will essentially um, refocus from the physical dimensional attunement to uh, a higher level. And uh, it will be within a body. A lot of times a body has a similar form to the physical body, but you know, usually it appears, it appears almost ghostly, like transparent. And it's interesting. A lot of interesting uh, phenomena take place with this energy body. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll be out in the astral and, you know, you try to look at your, your arms and your hands and, you know, you'll see them. They, they can appear differently depending on uh, your level of, of consciousness, your level of focus and, and how strong your awareness is. You know, um, an interesting phenomenon that takes place sometimes is you'll look at your hands and they melt away. Hmm. They they almost disintegrate or, or melt right in front of your eyes, it, and it's very very unusual. Um, do you when you're when you're out there? Do you see other beings, uh, other I don't know, souls, other bodies, other? Are are you interacting with any other people? Or again, people's a loose word i guess there but you know i think you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah um there are many types of of beings out there um you know you can encounter uh people who are having out-of-body experiences or who are um you know attuned to these uh higher dimensions and sometimes um they're not actually like consciously aware because what actually happens is that everyone has these experiences at night when we go to sleep it's actually a natural um, process when we go to sleep um, our consciousness projects to these other levels of reality but usually we're unaware of this 
So essentially, with astral projection, you're just becoming aware of this natural process that takes place. And it, and it just happens spontaneously because it's, it's a natural phenomenon. So um, so, sometimes you will encounter individuals who will be in the out-of-body state, but um, they're operating at a level of more of the, the unconscious mind. So, um, you know, they're not really all there. You know, I have encountered other um, astral projectors. Now, you won't encounter like physical people just because, you know, physical people are attuned to the physical dimension. And, you know, we're not operating in the physical dimension anymore from these higher levels of reality. So there is no interaction there between the astral and the physical in a direct sense. Uh, but there are other types of entities which seem to exist um, primarily in these astral dimensions, you know, uh, shadow beings. Um, I've encountered a lot of um, alien type entities, um, kind of more demonic, like negative malevolent entities, um, angelic entities. You know, it depends where you project. Like I said, this is all on a spectrum of different um, frequencies. And at the lower end of the spectrum, it's more common to encounter these more negative types of entities. Whereas on the higher end, you start to encounter the really, um, you know, like enlightened, um, you know, light and love type entities. So yeah, there's a lot out there and it's really interesting. Gotcha. So, and, and then, so just, picking off a certain thing so the like the aliens that part are those aliens from another part of the universe in our physical dimension or i and not that you necessarily know the answer but uh do they share the physical dimension but they can you know project themselves into this dimension separately or are they from just another non-physical dimension or again, if you don't know, obviously it's a, it's a weird question probably. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> well, uh, the thing is uh, I've done a lot of research on aliens, alien abductions, things like that over the years. And, um, and some of these reports actually appear to be astral experiences. Um, they have all the signs of uh, astral projection. And, and others appear to be real physical events. Uh, and so uh, just going based on that, um, you know, I've encountered many different, if you want to call it species of aliens, different types of beings. And, um, you know, some, um, it was made known to me that they, they do have physical forms and they're similar to us where, you know, we can have these astral projections and like temporarily experience these higher dimensions, um, but you know they have more control over their their consciousness and their their abilities are so much more advanced than us that they can exist, uh, you know, and operate consciously and simultaneously in various levels of, of reality. Mm. And you know I've encountered other entities that um, you know I'm not sure if that's the case. Um, you know I I know some entities that their base level of existence is the astral dimension, not the physical dimension like us. And, you know, um, when, when we die, you know, our consciousness, um, you know, projects into higher dimensions and that becomes our new base level of, of reality. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I've been, I've encountered uh, deceased uh, relatives. I, you know, I've communicated with uh, my deceased grandmother and grandfather and um, so, you know, you can consider they're, they're no longer uh, physical beings, you know. Right. So, and that kind of, that would be an easy answer to, I've had a couple guests on who have talked about mediums. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think even one of them said that a large percentage are probably not actually mediums. They're just pretending to be, but. It would seem to be that there would be a clear avenue if they could do astral projection where a medium could talk to somebody's deceased loved one and relay information, right? I mean, so that 
seems to I, I don't know if there'd be another reasonable explanation for how mediums would be able to function, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly possible. And, you know, it's also possible that um, they're not actually communicating with the individual they believe they are, but they are communicating with some type of entity and maybe not necessarily a, a benevolent entity, you know? Sure. Uh, it, it could depend on the, the person and the situation, uh, but and in general sense, I tend not to to trust that type of, um, you know, experience and communication simply because, um, you know, it's hard to know who you're actually dealing with. Whereas, you know, during astral projection, you're out there firsthand, you, you, you see, you experience what you're dealing with. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it's, you know, any any industry where someone's making money off of it you, you you don't know whether you can trust them to tell the truth or yeah, they just want to get yeah. paid <laughs> sure um I, I i think this ties in too i've got a, i've been writing stuff down so i apologize uh if i'm looking off to the side that's what i'm doing <laughs> um so somebody had told me that uh and i'm sure you're familiar with sleep paralysis which usually is for most people, including myself, there's someone kind of hovering over you and you just cannot move your body. And somebody said, you know, that's like uh, the gateway to astral projection. Um, I didn't really ask follow-up questions because they were not an expert in it. That's just something that someone had told them. Um, so I, I wanted to see if you had any thoughts on that. I mean, I, I can see it kind of making sense because it's kind of that waking moment where you feel like you're awake even though i i think you're asleep um so i can kind of connect the dots in my head but i don't know if you've done any or experienced anything or researched anything in that regard yeah definitely uh well you know sleep paralysis is essentially uh the state in which your body is asleep and and your mind is awake you know a lot of times um your mind will wake up uh before the body actually does and so you'll wake up in the state or sometimes it'll it'll happen when you're, you're falling asleep and uh, for some reason your your mind just doesn't fall asleep with the body. And um, that is essentially uh, the state in which astral projection takes place. You know, mm -hmm. it's a mind awake, body asleep state. So uh, the main difference between sleep paralysis and astral projection is that, you know, during sleep paralysis, uh, your consciousness hasn't projected um, from the body. It's still, um, you know, in the in the same space as the body. But because the body is actually asleep, your consciousness um, isn't actually in the physical dimension. It's typically um, shifted sli slightly higher than the physical dimension, and and this is why it's common to to see entities during these experiences, shadow right. people, aliens, ghosts, demons, whatever. Um, because you're not actually perceiving the physical dimension anymore. You're perceiving the astral dimension, which is where a lot of these entities, uh, you know, exist or operate. And, uh, and so typically, um, if you're trying to have an astral projection, you want to enter the state of sleep paralysis, you know, because that's, that's the goal to get your body to fall asleep and keep your mind awake. And, and a lot of times, um, the projection, the separation from the body can happen spontaneously from that state. Other times, um, it won't, and you need to, to trigger it using some kind of uh, techniques, but yeah, they're very closely uh, linked. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I'm someone who gets it like at least a couple times a week. I get in that sleep paralysis and my my method usually is to uh, I usually end up eventually waking up and flailing. My body just flails because I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to wake up. Uh, but if I recognized, hey, this I'm in this sleep paralysis state while I'm in it, instead of panicking, tried to just ride it out or or find a technique to to kind of dig into it then i actually might go further is that in essence what <laughs> yeah exactly so it's, it's know, just it, it, 
Yeah, it's hard in the moment when the because it's again, I'm sure you experienced it before you knew how to kind of do it. Um, it's always a panic, like, oh, I'm something terrible is happening to me. But if you could just relax yourself in that moment and realize, no, this is going to be good. That's that would be the first step kind of for someone who already experiences sleep paralysis regularly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. You know, you need to to get rid of that, rid of that fear. Uh, you know, if you if it sets on and you're afraid, then it's just going to make the experience so much worse. And, you know, even if um, you're in this sleep paralysis state and you you are perceiving some type of entity, um, you know, it's not easy at first, but, you know, you can learn to to just let that go, just let things be, um, you know, just, you know, really um, believe that, you know, it's not going to hurt you because it's not going to hurt you. I've been doing this for 22 years and, you know, I'm fine. So, yeah, um, allow allow the experience to to unfold, and you know a pretty good technique that you can do once you reach the stage is to um, create the feeling of, of movement within you. What I do is I create the feeling of falling backwards, almost like I'm falling through my bed. And what you really just need to do is is remember what that feeling uh, feels like, and try to to recreate it. Uh, within and so for me like within a few seconds I start to get butterflies in, in my stomach and and it really feels like I'm falling and then I actually do start to fall and I fall out of my body I mean but you can do other um, types of movement like feel like you're you're floating up or we're rolling to the side yeah uh, pretty much any type of motion that you can actually you know imagine it and and feel um, will work and will trigger the projection. Wow. Now I'm, now I'm excited for next time I <laughs> have sleep paralysis. <laughs> Cause that's, that's, I have, uh, I get that all the time and I get the, um, I feel like this is a more recent thing. This probably has nothing to do with, uh, astral projection. It could potentially with lucid dreaming, but I get the, uh, very realistic wake up from a dream but i'm actually still dreaming and it's those are usually so boring but just something as i'm getting out of bed and walking some detail is off like my fan's not on or a light's on that wasn't on i i would have remembered if i left that light on and then i realized oh no i'm still sleeping and then i again i usually panic at that point and wake up you know flailing around <laughs> um <laughs> And I, I, I'm not sure if, uh, again, that's probably something if I realize I'm in a dream while I'm dreaming, I could then control the dream <laughs> instead of don't panic, just ride it out and you could probably have a fun time, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, those are called uh, false awakenings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, over the years, I would, uh, well, I still do, but um, I would... Uh, keep a journal next to my bed and I would write down my dreams uh, right after uh, having them. And, you know, over the years um, I, I developed my ability to, to rem remember my dreams. And, you know, I was recording up to six dreams a night. Wow. And um, I, would, I would do the same with my out-of-body experiences and, and lucid dreams um, I would always write those down right after the experience. And, and yeah, so sometimes I would find myself, you know, waking up uh, in another dream and I'd write my experience in this, this dream journal. And then I would wake up again and then write it in another journal in another dream. And there, sometimes there'd be multiple false awakenings uh, sequentially. And yeah. It's like, when am I going to really wake up? <laughs> it's uh, it, it, that happened to me literally. What day was it? It must have been Saturday morning, um, where I I think I I woke up three times, and uh, it's real trippy when you wake up for real because it takes a while. Like I'm not sure <laughs> is this is this my is this my real uh reality? Um, 
which actually that that's an interesting i and i don't know if you've uh got opinions or experience on this but we were talking about astral projection different level of you know it's outside of this physical realm do you think there's a possibility there are also going uh, kind of going back to the multiverse type thing could there be other physical dimensions as well potentially that i don't know if we could travel to them and i don't know if especially not in either of these methods but do you think that's a possibility yeah sure um <clears throat> you know when you're thinking about it like what is the physical dimension is a particular dimension with a particular you know, set of rules and you know laws of physics right and uh you know essentially every dimension has these they're just they're different you know in the astral there are different laws like you know here we have gravity there not um so um yeah you know and I, i'm sure there there are um other entire like systems of reality so you can consider that this one particular system like we have the physical dimension as the base and then we have these astral dimensions like as you get higher in this this particular spectrum of reality and you know maybe there are you know completely other systems that have you know a different type of of base reality and and they're you know um higher dimensions and yeah i i certainly think it's possible sure yeah, it just it kind of popped into my head when you were when we were talking about aliens for a brief time, too, because it's like they could exist in a completely they might be alien to us, but they could just exist in another physical dimension. So we'll never encounter them in our universe, uh, but we can encounter them in a, a different uh, a spiritual level, not a not a physical level. Um I don't know. It just, it, I love talking about these kind of things. Cause it's like, there's so many possibilities and, you know, don't, don't know all the answers. No one does. Uh, right, and, right. and if they did, they would be called a lunatic probably. Right? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I would imagine that um, the experience of your base reality um would would be similar uh for for any um any consciousness right um so our base reality this physical world um the experience itself i mean um you know the gravity and you know the planets or or whatever we have um well it, it, it kind of feels like like our home in a sense you know and so but if you're an entity that has their base uh, existence in the astral dimension, well, they'll probably have that same experience. Like this is my base. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I've never, um, I've never experienced like a parallel physical reality, um, but I've had interesting experiences in which I'll encounter individuals, you know, people, family, friends, uh, while I'm out of my body. But these are family and friends from this life that I'm living right now. It's yeah. like uh, I experienced uh, this real connection, a bond. And um, there, there's no doubt that I have a relationship with them, but it's not from this life, right? So is that from like another physical reality or maybe it's from um, some other higher levels of reality? Um, maybe it's from past lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I was. That's a fascinating concept because, yeah, it could be that kind of reincarnation type deal where maybe after you die, your your soul ascends, and then at a certain point, you come back to the physical dimension in another form, um, and then presumably you're you've forgotten everything from past lives at that point. Although some people can, you know, a, a, allegedly some people can uh not reenact them but rem find a way to remember them or recover those memories um yeah or it could be uh, again just a different physical parallel universe you came from your your that physical body died and you came back in another yeah <laughs> this see th this podcast could spawn like a bunch of sci-fi movie ideas <laughs> <laughs> yeah man 
the reincarnation uh, topic is pretty interesting. And I've had uh, a lot of experiences with that, um, you know, during my out-of-body travels. <clears throat> and um, I've come to learn that reincarnation isn't uh, the cyclical process that it's commonly believed to be where, you know, this body dies, then you're born into a new body. That one dies, you're born into a new body. Right. Uh, it's it's quite different from that, actually. And I've had firsthand experience of what it's actually like um, during certain um, certain projections in which I'm able to uh, integrate with uh, my higher self. And essentially, the higher self is is who you are, who I am, is, is who we are um, as like a fully realized um, spiritual being of consciousness. Um, who we are, who we understand ourselves to be as, you know, these physical incarnated individuals is actually just a small aspect of who we, who we truly are. Um, and how it essentially works is that um, the higher self is this immensely powerful um, being of consciousness. Well, it sends out uh, probes, you can call them, um, different individuals to experience life, different parts of the world through different periods of time um, to accumulate you know, experience and, and growth and, and learning. And these individuals that it sends out are connected at this highest level of the higher self. They are the same consciousness. And so when you integrate with the higher self, you experience yourself as this higher being of consciousness. And you also experience the fact that uh, you are all these other individuals who are having different lives, you know, different places, different times. And and this is actually how reincarnation works. Um, it, it's, it's not one life after the other, but you're experiencing multiple lives at the level of the higher self uh, simultaneously. And you know, as you get down lower to this base level of reality, it, it seems like, uh, it could seem like one after the other, you know, um, but it's even more complex than that because um, you, you can have multiple individuals having different experiences at the same period of time uh, and, and you're connected through the higher self and you were one at that, at, at that level of, of consciousness. And so it's not like you, you come back in another body to have a new life. It's like you have this, this life and this experience and it becomes integrated into this higher level of consciousness. And, um, you know, after this life, you know, we simply progress into higher and higher levels of, of reality. And, um, and so, yeah, the reality is quite different from, you know, the common Buddhist interpretation of reincarnation. Right. So, so, I mean, really there could be dozens of, not yourself, but dozens of the higher being that you're a part of operating in the same world at the exact same time i mean i don't know you know yeah i i guess there's no no counting on you know there could be thousands even there's how many billion people on earth so um would there would i don't know if you again it's kind of a weird question if you interacted with some other person uh who shared that same higher being with you would there be any sort of uh recognition of that would or or attraction or or you know, like magnets i mean not like physically i mean would there be or you know push each other away like this is not we're not supposed to be together kind of thing um i don't know if you've had any experience or, or info on that it just seems like an interesting conundrum <laughs> yeah yeah it's possible um, I can't say for sure that I've, I've met other aspects of my higher self uh, in this physical reality, but yeah, I would imagine um, you, you could feel um, some kind of intuitional um, maybe connection. You know, it wouldn't be a conscious recognition like, oh yeah, you're, you're another aspect of my higher self. What's up? 
but <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, I think we have bonds and connections with with certain individuals uh, in this level of reality, um, and these connections actually stem from some higher level uh, of of reality that we're unaware of, but it, it manifests itself um, as uh, these emotional or intuitional uh, like bonds. Yeah, that's fascinating. And 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 I wonder, you know, who knows where it got started. And obviously, it's been perverted since then. But I wonder if that could even be the the or origin of the term soulmate <laughs> is if people maybe somehow did figure out that they actually were. You know, I, I don't know where that term generated from. And obviously, now it means nothing like most words. <laughs> but but it's an interesting thought is maybe that's maybe that's where it got started is where people are like, hey, oh, yeah, I know you. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. It's possible. Um, last thing I want to ask you, because I I'm looking at the clock. I didn't realize how much time has passed. Um, you're you talked about keeping a record of your dreams. Uh, did you ever find anything that uh, was an important message in the dream or a harbinger of things to come kind of thing or uh anything that you took from your dreams i'm always fascinated by you know some people say it's just subconscious diarrhea that just spews out and they, they don't mean anything and some people you know put more of an emotional well if you if you had anxiety that means you you're anxious about something and some people go more for the physical what where were you who were you with all this kind of stuff so did you ever find any sort of importance in what was actually in your dreams yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I've had dreams um, which have seemed to to play out in the physical world after the fact, um, and I'm I'm not saying like the you know the exact experience happened, um, but there there were clear um, connections between you know the elements of the dream and then what what happened uh, later. Sometimes you know the next day, sometimes a week later, and. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, wow, this is like, this is pretty much uh, what happened in the dream. Like maybe not in the same exact way, um, but in the end, <clears throat> it had the same um, effect or, you know, the same individuals were involved and then the same result. And um, it's interesting, sometimes even um, just in this normal waking life, um, you know, I'll have some kind of spontaneous thought, maybe of a person, maybe of something else. And then you know, later that day or the, or the next day, uh, it, it will manifest somehow in, in the real world. And uh, yeah, I, I think we have, we're connected um, through our consciousness to, to these higher um, levels of, of reality in which time doesn't function uh, linearly. Like I said, when you experience your higher self, you experience all of these um, incarnations at different periods of time simultaneously. And this is a, a more of a simultaneous uh, type of experience. Like um, it's kind of beyond the limits of time. And so I think if you're able to, to tap into to that level of consciousness, um, you can gain you know, insights into you know, the past and future, which are beyond your current um, focus in this one moment in time that we're experiencing now gotcha that's i uh i need to start uh keeping that journal by my bed <laughs> i yeah, i try sure. i tried doing doing voice memos and and i can't do those because i sound like a psychopath when i wake up in the middle of the night and i'm trying to quietly record uh yeah, I, I people talk about their cell phones being hacked and like nudes being leaked. It would be like, no, my voice memos being leaked would be the worst thing in the world for me. <laughs> I don't care about my pictures. <laughs> what I do is, uh, is I write keywords, and, and pretty quickly, you know, I don't like to wake fully up after each dream to do mm -hmm. this, but you know, I'll roll over, write some keywords, just enough that in the morning I can piece them together and have a full recollection of what happened. You know, I, I don't write, you know, entire sentences, like paragraphs, but just enough that it'll 
it'll jolt that memory in the morning. Gotcha. That's that's what I'll try because yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I I I sleep so little. I don't want to keep myself awake to document a dream. I want to roll over and go back to sleep if possible. <laughs> right. So yeah, Vince, one of the interesting okay. things about um, keeping the dream journal is that it it has a an overall effect of like increasing your your awareness, and um, you'll start to have more lucid dreams, and it's even. Um, affected my astral projection practice where I'm able to, um, to have more, um, you know, out of body experiences sometimes even just spontaneously. And it, it seemed to be a direct result of, um, these, these periods where I was really heavy into dream journaling. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's, uh, I, I told someone else on the podcast and I've said this before, I tell people I, um, I, I the on nights where I do not drink any alcohol, my dreams are usually so intense that I'm up within 30 minutes of falling asleep. And then it takes me another hour and a half to go back to sleep because my heart's usually racing or something. And same thing. So throughout the night, it's like I get so little sleep because these dreams just are so intense that, you know, so I'm like, if I drink a, a little bit, so I got just a little buzz, the dreams are just a little fuzzier and, and easier to deal with. If I drink enough, then I barely, you know, my dreams are are, are, are kind of like real life at that point. They're in and out. <laughs> um, right. So I would I would probably be best if I wanted to really step far into the lucid dreaming and or astral projection to not drink or drink very little enough so that I could keep my wits about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, these, these experiences pretty much require, um, you know, a sharp state of awareness. So yeah, any, any drug or substance that's going to reduce that will not serve you well in these practices. Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, I need to just not panic when i when i'm having these things just embrace it and go <laughs> yeah man uh, for something like that like programming uh is good kind of like uh self-hypnosis or like programming your subconscious mind just like repeating affirmations you know i i won't be afraid i won't panic and um doing this repetitively it actually usually has a, a real effect so you know, it's a, it's an idea. Gotcha. I will, I will start doing that. Vince, where can, uh, where can people find you and, uh, on, uh, your book and on social media and all that stuff? Yeah. Well, my book is on Amazon. Um, I can, uh, give you a link to leave in the description. Yep. And, uh, on social media, uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And my username is uh, Vincent Field Author, just one word. And I, I'm currently producing a, a series of instructional videos, you know, giving um, you know techniques and methods and tips and tricks on how to induce these experiences yourself. You can find those on uh, my social media accounts. Yep, I was looking at those earlier. <laughs> nice. Um, and yes, uh, listeners, I will link everything in the uh, in the show notes below, as always. Um, Vince, I, I uh, I'm now I'm like excited to try to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can get myself into sleep paralysis and move forward this time. Um, thanks again for for coming on. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I will, uh, you know, first time I actually get to uh, astral project you're gonna get a you're gonna get an email from me being like dude it happened finally <laughs> nice man yeah dude keep in touch let me know uh how everything goes yeah for sure and and maybe i'll see you up there someday <laughs> we're out there <laughs> <laughs> for sure all right vince thanks man all right thank you man That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Vincent Field. You can check out his book, check out his socials. Uh, as promised, I'll talk about my, I don't know, I guess I'd call it effort. And I haven't prepared anything because it was literally a couple hours ago that I, I tried this. Uh, but I thought, you know, I'm I knew I was recording this today. 
I intentionally kind of set my sleep schedule up where I only got like two and a half, three hours of sleep last night. So I knew I'd be tired. Um, plus I, you know, it's, uh, actually one of the, uh, actors, Quintari, uh, from women want everything. He, he had told me one of his memorization tricks with, uh, the movie script was to do it right before he went to bed. Of course, I am often drunk right before I go to bed, but I figured maybe doing it this way might help in my brain because I have a couple of, you know, an, uh, an additional sleep opportunity. Um, so we'll call it science on two levels. Um, I don't normally get to take a, a nap during the day, but I also wanted to make sure I did it with a, a clear mind, sober and, and all that. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like... Uh, Part of me thinks it kind of worked, uh, and part of me thinks that I was so focused on it that that's obviously where my subconscious took me. I, As I said on the podcast, the the very first time I started to doze off, I actually felt myself starting to uh, get that kind of sleep paralysis where I could not move. There wasn't anyone standing over me, but there was the the, I can't move my body. I'm realizing I'm asleep and I could not, I think his recommendation was to try to rise up. I started sinking down, uh, and I literally did see myself in bed and I sunk through the mattress, through the floor and then to darkness. And then I jumped up awake, startled. Uh, so I, I, you know, didn't succeed the first time. Uh, then I did, regroup because I'd actually had me a little bit shook. So it took me a few more minutes to regroup, calm down and, and try to get back to sleep. And, uh, again, I felt like I was, uh, again, transported. I could see my body. I had that, but I didn't have any, my body could not move and I was trying to speak, but I could hear the voice in my head, but it wasn't, I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, there was no communication that I received. So my hunch is that it was probably either, you know, uh, a a partial first step, or maybe I should ask Vince about that. (laughs) Maybe I'll ask him to listen to this part of the podcast. Um, Maybe it was a partial first step, or maybe, again, it was just subconsciously I was focused on trying to make it happen. So that's, of course, where my dream went. I, uh, I did see, you know, what I realized is I did then uh, later in the dream, I realized I woke up a few times throughout this process. And sometimes I felt like I was sleeping for 20 minutes and it was literally like two minutes, um, which is kind of odd, kind of cool, because that makes me think, oh, maybe something did happen because literally I had my phone sitting next to me in the bed and uh, I looked. And it was two minutes that had passed. Um, So I don't know. Uh, But then I did when I I had vivid dreams like always. And I know I tried to control them. Um, And uh, a lot of it then seemed like it it was kind of like if you've watched Endgame when the, the Avengers travel through the the quantum tunnel realm, whatever it is where they kind of guide where they're going, you know, that's kind of how it felt, but it was more of like I was floating through actual places and things, some recognizable, some not. Um, And I felt like I could kind of control where I was guiding. And again, I'm like, I presume this is the lucid dreaming aspect. I don't really know. I don't know how to label these things. There was a message, and I'm not kidding, there was a thing that I, I, they kept repeating, and eventually I noticed the pattern of they kept telling me to, uh, at first they said, do what's right, and I'm like, do what's right, well, that's, you know, I always do that. Um, then it turned into stay right, and so while I was navigating, I kept running into these dead ends where I had to choose left or right, so I went right. Uh <laughs> So there was no grand conclusion to it, uh, but there was definitely a theme of them telling me that. I have no idea what that possibly could mean in life. Maybe I'll run into a situation where I have to choose uh, do or die, turn left or turn right. And uh, 
well, if I die turning right, then the universe wanted me dead. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, so weird kind of thing. I, I There was other details um, uh, that are kind of fuzzy in there, especially, you know, I didn't write any of this down. And this is the first time I'm talking about it. So didn't really get to flesh it out maybe as well as I should have. But hey, I tried it. I'm going to try it again. Uh, certainly... I don't know. I don't know. Certainly was an interesting dream, whether or not it was uh, any real uh, paranormal activity going on. Well, that's up for you to decide or me or the universe. I, I don't really know who's the authority on this. Um, all right. Well, we've got some fun ones coming up. I had to jumble the order of the next three guests because I actually uh, was having a guest on and was going to have her episode be on the same day she was going to appear on Clockwork Junkie podcast. Sometimes podcasts just end up getting the same guest. Just a, you know, uh, an odd thing. And a lot of times when people go guesting on podcasts, they don't do one. They want to do a few. Uh, so just a just a fluke. So I, I'm, I bumped her a couple of weeks later in the schedule. So I believe we're going to be getting an exciting uh, musician that I'm a fan of, kind of a different genre of music that I've ever heard uh, next week. And then we've got another paranormal one with a dude who was such a great sport. Uh, he'll probably be in two weeks. And then this actress uh, and author from the UK uh, will be, I believe, the first episode in October, the way I have it laid out. So you'll find out if you subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to YouTube, where I can make a few shekels here and there, because I'm monetized now, because I got, uh, I don't know, more than a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. That's the that's the rule for monetization. Uh, so click, and you know, if it says add one of two, and it's not a long time, wait 15 seconds so I get paid for two ads. Come on, help a brother out. Uh, and also you can sign up for the Patreon. You can do it just as a beer buddy where it's $3 a month. Uh, I get you a couple of exclusive things, content that way, but it's mostly just showing your support, uh, for me. And at 10 and $20 a month, you get a lot more exclusive stuff, including merch, uh, stickers, a uh, little art piece, a uh, coffee mug, a t-shirt. I believe those are the four things you get in, uh, your first year of being a patron. Uh, and, uh, you know, you also get exclusive access to me because you know how much you want that. Uh, thanks again. Uh, if you like this episode, share it with a friend and uh, tell them to uh, drop me a, a listen and uh, also drop me a rating on Apple, Spotify. I somehow have almost 200 reviews on, or uh, yeah, 200 five-star reviews on Spotify. Don't know where that came from, but I appreciate it. And uh, drop me a rating on IMDb. All of the links are in the show notes below. Just go through and click every one of them. And, you know, you can do all the free stuff and it will only take you like five minutes. You can also buy Vince's book. You can join my Patreon. I think those things combined might cost you like 15 bucks, depending on what level of the Patreon. Anywho, thanks for listening. Boom, it's over. <laughs>